Welcome to Eagle Nation. Don't forget to join us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter so you never miss an episode. All right, welcome to Eagle Nation. We're back for season 2022 and without further ado, I'm going to have to welcome Dan and Wayne back to the show. How are you going, boys? Very good, thanks. Good uh, to be back. It is. You can smell it on the air. The seasons are changing. Footy season is just around the corner. The Denker rubs in the air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long off season. Um, yeah, I've been itching for it. So, um, But there's a lot of footy news to get into. Um, we'll try and wrap it, some of it up today. Um, Next week, next show, hopefully we've got a new sponsor jumping on board, so keep a lookout for that. Um, it'll be on our socials, on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, so look out for that. Um, we're also looking for more sponsors out there, so if you think you've got something that's compatible for us to spruik on Eagle Nation or help us out, uh, just give us a message on uh, any of those social media platforms. Um, let's get straight into Eagle no- uh, News, boys. Um, there's plenty, so... Let's talk about the big elephant in the room subject that's been talked about all week this week, and that's Jack Darling. Um, as we know, he's not allowed to train with the club under COVID rules. Um, is he or isn't he waiting for the Novavax? Uh, reportedly, he put in for, what was it, uh, an exemption yes. to the AFL on Friday and was rejected. So it was Jed Anderson from North Melbourne. So where do you think it lies, boys? Well, I think he's obviously you got one first thing I think you got to respect his beliefs and that if they if they are his beliefs you've got to respect that but sadly in today's world there's mandates um, put in by the governing bodies one the government and two the AFL is that they have to be vaccinated so I think he's either got to get vaccinated or we'll be going on the other list where he's going to lose probably half a million dollars a year and you know, like I said the other day, one door shuts, another one opens. That's the way it's going to have to be. Well, they said he was on seven fifty a year for the next two years, so twenty five percent of that. Mm. That's what he's on actually right now. So, what's your what's your views, Dan? I know it's a bit of a. We all got, you know, COVID is has it done my head in, but yeah, like you said, it's done your head in. I, I can't help but feel I'm a little bit over it too. I'm double vax, so I am very much to get the vaccine, but. I'm torn too because I do see where Wayne's coming from and I agree with that. I think we're going too far against people getting fired basically for yeah. not getting vaxxed. I don't that doesn't sit well with me. Yeah, same here. But you're constantly talking about a footy club being a family and that. And if that family needs you to get like a vaccination and you turn around no and walk out the door, that doesn't sit well with me either. But see that's why I don't really like talking about it because you can see it from so many different angles. And there's no really wrong right answer to this mm. story yep. or scenario. So I'm not condemning, darling. As a supporter, you're a bit upset because <laughs> you want to see your best players on the park. Yeah. But that's coming from a selfish place as well. So as I said, there is no right wrong to this. And that's what makes it such a horrible situation to be in. The only way I look at it is um, I, I try to put myself in that situation. So like, like you said, it's mandated for work and that. But if I was a footballer... And I, to me, that's their job. But to me, if I was one of those fortunate players, to me, that's what you're living for to, you know, play football, right? But as you said, a team. And I was trying to put myself in a position where, like, if I was on the team and one of my mates was on there, and I know he's so pivotal to the club, 
part of me would be really pissed off that he's not doing the team thing. You know what I mean? But, again, it's his choice and you have to respect it. But deep down, I reckon some of these players won't be happy about it because reportedly there was a couple of other players that didn't want to get it and had reasons not to get it, but they went and got it. Mm. So, like you said, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. But I, I look at it on another angle too is that, you know, again, I'm like you guys. I'm vaccinated. I'm double vaxxed. My wife's a school teacher. My sister-in-law is a theatre nurse. They all had to have it. Otherwise, lost their jobs. Um, and that, but, again, they had no hesitation. As a family, we all decided, we went to the doctor and he said, it's great, you'll be fine. And and, it's good. and I take their advice and that, that's the advice I, we took as a family. But I think I look at another way too is that your kids can't go to school unless they're vaccinated. That's it. I mean, well, now, but it's, six it's weeks ago like you didn't. It's six, like ago, now. six weeks ago really? they went. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, I'm triple, so I just, yeah. like you said, you do it for the thing. Yeah. Um, my question out of that, looking and hindsight's a wonderful thing, but do you think they knew about Darling's stance way before this was happening? Definitely, they did. And if so, do you think that if they had known earlier, do you reckon they would have kept Jared Brander on the list? I don't. I think that decision about Brander was made halfway through the year. That's the way I'm understanding, but. I think we and Darling. Uh, only what I know through some people is that the club has known for a long while his stance, because um, I don't want to get other people's families, but his wife's family is very well known in a certain area of the state as anti-vaxxers. Yeah, well, his uh, mother-in-law uh, led the rally in Kalgoorlie. That's right, and she has did one in Forest Chase as yeah. well. Um, but look, like you said. I just, I was just, when I heard about it, the first thing I could think about was how long ago did they know hmm. or knew what his stance was? Was Jared Brander factored into that position, you know? Um, and hindsight, like I said, they probably didn't know then, hmm. you know? And what I have heard is Jared Brander did know halfway through the season that maybe he was in trouble because Oscar Allen's basically said it on a podcast. Um, but. You just wonder, you know what I mean? Um, when the draft, we touched on the draft in the last show we did last year, um, Jack Williams was our fourth pick, a tall forward. And at the time I'm thinking, um, why are we getting another tall forward? But in retrospect, it's probably one of the best moves we've ever made. Yeah, well, as a club, you, you'd you want to or expect them to have some more foresight to that. So I mm. think Branda was a, like already forecast on conclusion and they knew about these mandates coming in so mm. I don't think any of that had anything to do with it um, but we'll talk about the actual forward line later and in injuries I'll go into more depth but we do have a few tools right now you touched on Jack Williams you know we've got Bailey Williams that will rest forward and ruck tandem with Nick Nat gets your we all rave about Oscar Allen and you know, rightly so. But then we got Waterman that was in and out of sight a little bit too. Mm. So I think they looked at it as, right, we'll pick up another tall forward in the draft and we've already got some tall forwards on our list anyway. So I think Brandon going wouldn't have impacted with Darling no. not playing anyway. I've lost my train of thought here because my uh, iPad went off on my run sheet. But, I mean, there's obviously two there. They're looking at forwards now. I know we're going to go on that in a while, but... You know, Kytel from West Perth um, and a couple others, they're, they're definitely looking at those. So there's, there's been things – they wouldn't have put those guys in unless they 
knew there was something not going to yeah, we'll, happen. We'll here. briefly t- touch on that because oh, well, let's jump to that now. Let's jump to the train on players. They've, like you said, they're not leaving any stone unturned here. They've got two spots available. Three if uh, Jack doesn't hmm. get the jab, whatever. So they had Cade Ditmar from East Perth, a winger. Hmm. And I don't know if you remember the guys in the draft. I had him in my rookies towards the back end of the draft. Good little player, real hard nut. But he's finished his train on spot. Luke Stranatica. Now he come in as your um, your Ruckman replacement, but he's still at the club doing rehab because mm. um, I think he did uh, – what did he do? I think he – Plantar fascia. Plantar fascia, that's your foot. Yeah, yeah like so Achilles, isn't it? Underneath the foot. So I don't know how long. The growing plates. And I don't know how long that injury lasts, but because he's still at the club doing rehab, that sort of sits there saying he's probably going to get one of these spots as a backup ruck. Mm. That's that's why I'm thinking. And then they've just got a, a host of like mids. Tom Joyce from uh, East Rio, but he was at Brisbane Last year got delisted. Logan Young, uh, he used to be at Claremont. He went to Sandringham Dragons. He's Colin Young's son, the um, recruiter, um, um, list manager, yeah. whatever you want to call him, player manager. Uh, then they got a couple of guys from South Fremantle and Toby McQuilkland and I don't even know how to say it, Tom Balchechen. Uh, they're midfielders. Lechenden. Tom yeah. Lechenden, yeah. Mm. Um, and then there was talk about another – Tall guy called Blake Schoenberg, um, Tim Kelly's mate at uh, the Cats, ex Fremantle boy, but he's still in re um, quarantine. Mm. So and he's uh, Fremantle looking at him, and like you said, Tyler Cattell and Hugh Dixon, tall guys. So they're they're throwing it all out there, man. I, I can't believe that Tyler Cattell has never been picked up. I, my only thinking there, I mean, every club has obviously seen something. This, every club must have saw there's some issues here. And he's obviously had some issues. But his last two seasons at West Perth, you don't get six foot six guys kicking 80, 70, 80 goals. Yeah, well, he's done that two years in a row. That's what I mean. Uh, when he was at East Perth, and this is back when he was young, he did have a bit of a, I, just, I don't want to say it, like an attitude. Mm. You know what I mean? Probably not the right attitude for an AFL club. But. He didn't want to be at East Perth. He got to West Perth. And ever since he's been at West Perth, he's flourished, I reckon. And yeah. like I said, if it was me, I'd be picking him. I wouldn't even be looking at Hugh Dixon. Um, I just look at his output in the waffle. Um, the only other thing I can see there is they're looking at him for that backup thing. But if they do sign him, he's in the waffle side as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we were talking Dixon? about the waffle and I know – Clytel's still at West Perth, isn't he? Yeah, but if he gets listed by West Coast, mm. oh, yeah. he, he goes straight into the waffle. waffle. That's right. Yeah. Right? So that's another thing that they're probably looking at with these guys um, because I can't remember if I'm totally 100% right with this, but they're allowed a one player from each club mm. and that hasn't been chosen yet. So I don't. I think the clubs would probably have to agree on it. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, the only two players that have been added to the waffle side that I know of uh, Josh Brown and Jed Kemp. Mm. So they're handy acquisitions just themselves, especially Brown, you know. Very good midfield. So 
Um, they're going to be under the watch of the Eagles' eyes. And who knows, these guys could be topped-up players for mm. the AFL. Yeah. I just – as a list management strategy – what a great way to do things, really, isn't it? Like, have such a variety of type of player on that list training with your club. And then we've already seen, we've, we'll use Jamie Cripps as an example. He's out now for three months with a shoulder. Because you've now got such a variety of players fighting for that spot, if a player goes down, say we need a right, we've got Stradica, you know, there – You've got someone that can come straight in. Like the Darling thing, maybe they're like, well, we want more than Alan Waterman and the two Williamses. We mm. want more than that. So we'll get Kaitel on the list. You know what I mean? Mm. It just frees you up. So if you have any pre-season training injuries off in, during the off-season, you've got a ready-made player already training at your club, learning your processes to come straight in. I'm, not su- I'm surprised more clubs don't do it that way. And I like the way they've done it. I do always think, though, if you've got a clean bill of health, they always will pick the midfielders. Mm. But I don't think they will this year. I would not be surprised. Was it 71 goals, I think, last waffle season? Yeah, yeah and if they go Kytel, 68 the year so before. He's, 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 he averaged, I think he averaged uh, 69.6 for the yeah. last two seasons. Yeah. So, so virtually 70 yeah. goals a season. And, see, and I, I, I'm a West Perth boy, and I watch West Perth versus Eagles, and he smashed it. Yeah. <laughs> Kick seven goals, and I'm like, I don't think kicked that 14. was hard to do. We talked about so much last year how we had no no height in our backline at all, really, did we? Especially when Edwards was getting called up. But it's it's. I think Kaitel would be my pick because, like as I said, we'll touch on injuries, but the fact we've lost Oscar Allen, Darling's not getting vaccinated, Jamie Cripps, Stanley's pectoral muscle. That's three of our leading four goal mm. kickers from last year. And Josh Kennedy, he's not going to play every game. At his no. age, I think he keeps going whilst he's kicking 40 goals a season. I think that's a great output. But he's definitely not going to play every game. No. So to no. me, Kaitel would just be an obvious choice. I think we need – and he will play predominantly Waffle. And mm. I'm very excited to see the Waffle side too this year. I think we're going to see a better side and a more strengthened side. But, yeah, that would be my – Pick from the get go for sure. I think you might see JK. He'll play all the home games, and yeah. I, I, look, I hope, you know, this is the way I go. I, but I think you'll see him mainly play against the top eight teams. Yeah. The and if we are a top eight team, who knows where we'll be? But say we're playing Gold Coast, who are on, say they're on the bottom. I would see them and say, well, we're not going to send him to Queensland this week. He can stay home. They're the games I'm thinking that yeah. he's going to miss, and he'll play a lot more here. He play all these games here for sure. Mm. So, but I, as you say, I, I think I can see Cattell coming in because now with Oscar, I mean they're saying yeah. three week injury. I, I can tell you what I can that can I can see that being a two month injury. Those injuries in stress, yeah, stress. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, you look at young um, uh, young Matt uh, who just picked up with the Dockers, Johnson. Johnson, he's having a screw put in his foot. It's yeah. it's, it's funny to, because yeah. off air I. A couple of days ago, I mentioned to you that it's a horrible injury to it get is. foot once yeah. because it's so demanding sport. And then the day after, yeah. Oscar Allen he got released and you said, I think Oscar Allen's got a foot injury. And Sam it was Walsh. there and I just said how bad it is. Sam Walsh is out for two months now yeah. with a foot injury. Oh, syndesmosis, yeah. which that is a broken ankle. Same it's thing. a fancy name, but he's broken his ankle. That's I, horrible. I'm just looking at all those names and I did say Luke Stranatica might take one of those spots. If he's actually injured, they might keep him as spot open for the mid-season draft. Could do. So, you know, why would you list him at the start when you see how it goes, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that might 
open the door for one of those smaller mids. But like you said, I can't see them drafting and uh, picking up any of those mids because we have got quite a few young guys on the list that can play that already. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think they need to be given a chance. Yeah. Uh, you know, your Trues, your O'Neills, your Luke Edwards. Young that, those guys. For me. Um, well, Luke and, Edwards is injured. And we're forgetting about one little guy oh, it's that's kind of thing in the same as me. Kind of be salivating, uh, Willie, Willie Rioli Willie through the guts. Yeah. Willie will run through it, but look, I can see. And w- Simo did say Liam Ryan as well. Yeah, well, I can see Willie going a st- more steady than Liam because Willie hasn't played for two years. Yeah, <clears throat> injuries are going to happen with Willie early in the season. There's no question. Oh yeah, well, especially with Jamie Cripps out. I th- yeah. expect him majority forward. Yeah. Like, and that's what you want because he's, he's going to drop up for you three or four, three go, three goals. But we still got those two mature age recruits from last year, Clark, who we haven't seen picked up in the draft, mm. and oh. then West, who played a couple of games mid-season mm. draft. I can see so Clark I don't think playing start starting. Clark, mm. well, he's exactly what we need, isn't it? It's a hard mm-hmm. football that tackles and he tackles, yeah. especially uh, well. And you've brought this up last year. We had a lot of mids that never played mid. When they come into the AFL side, the beauty about Clark is he played a lot of his football and the waffle last year on the half forward line, but he was picking up. You know, he was your mid forward. You know what I mean? Mm. So that I can see him being ahead of most of these other guys, especially from what I've heard with his training. They said he's, you know, extremely he's, fit. And with Jared Schofield being there, his mentor yeah. earlier on, I can just see. I can see the competition there, and we didn't have that last year. We didn't have these guys putting their hand up. Yeah. And, you know, we, we haven't started the season yet, but if you go on all of the pre-season stuff, I guess we find out in those two games we're going to play against Frio because it's going to be a young squad playing those two games. Mm. So it's going to be interesting to see how they go. Yeah. Just hopefully, touch wood, we um, have no more um, no more injuries, though. No, no, we can't. And we, you know, we can't. We can't afford to have. We're, we're not in a position where we can afford to have big injuries because the players we've got coming in, we've got some. We picked up some really good young players. You know, the the new uh, the number one draft pick. You know, he's getting massive reports. What I'm here, Chesser, yeah, yeah Campbell, Campbell Chesser. His his speed is, and and he will play. He will play one of the first two games in the. Uh, in the preseason, I'm told. Oh yeah, definitely. He will definitely be in there, and because they 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 say he's adjusted quicker than any recruit they've ever had. Well, that's that's good, isn't it? No, that's good to hear. The funny uh, thing, though, with our recruits too, especially in that midfield, we were answering things the fans were complaining about. Mm. Like, we need some tackles. We need to tackle. We need to tackle. Clark needs to tackle. Oh, we need to take the game on. We need speed. Well, Chesser takes the game on and has a lot of speed. Mm-hmm. So I found like. As a club, they they knew what our issues were, hmm. and they went and targeted those yeah. players because we did very late trade to make sure we got Clark. Hmm. So they knew what we needed to strengthen that side, and that gives you a little bit of confidence. But I'll tell you what doesn't give me confidence is what Wayne touched on is the injuries. If I've learned anything from the last two years, hmm. you can't win it with injuries. No. You can't. Your systems go out the window. There's no consistency. And we we learned that we saw it firsthand in the last two years. Mm. Whenever we got momentum, it seemed to be just disappear from injuries or players coming back after long layoffs with injuries. And we're already getting a couple, so I don't want any more. I'll be very worried. I'd rather have them now 
But like you said, you don't want any more. Shuey, he's back running. Mm. But they, when they spoke to Simo on uh, SEN, I think it was, or Sports Day Victoria, he sort of like said, well, five weeks. So he, the way I read that, that was round two at the earliest. So he won't be seen in pre-season. Redden, he's back. Mm. Tacklin, so he seems to be the one that's sort of ticking all the boxes. Yowie's being managed, so the club's never been transparent mm. and they're not going to start now. So hopefully there's no groin. Um, Simo did say it was little niggles of something but wasn't a groin, but who knows. You, you touched on Jamie Cripps and Oscar Allen. Callum Jamison can't take a trick. He's out again and I, I can't see him – I can't see him playing. Mm. He can, just can't get his body right. Yeah. Is, is, if there's one thing I really want to see this year is not too many players on managed minutes. Yeah. We have Nick. You're going to have – sure he will be on managed minutes. You have to be because he won't be able to, to go through the whole game at that pace. JK will be on managed minutes. And I, I said this last year. You cannot afford to have three, four, five players on the ground, even Yo, on managed minutes. And, and they're your best players. Yeah, let's face it. Nick's our best player. And – that's hit the yeah. nail on the head. You had Yo out there last year, but it cost the two games. Mm. Um, it would, probably would have been better not having him out there. Yeah, you know, I know some people say, "Oh, you get two quarters out of him, it's good." But the other two quarters, somebody else is running a muck. He, he, he was he would have been better off playing in the waffle for two full games and getting yeah. a really good run in the waffle and building up some legs that way. But they, I, everyone sees it differently. But that's how I'd see. It. I, I mean. To me, that last game we played um, Brisbane in in the best thing I ever saw, and you and me touched on it. Was Nick played nearly eighty nine minutes of that game? Yeah, and he got and we're in seventeen it. possessions. He had about eight marks, and we're in it right to the end. Right, yeah, it was only that last. They kicked the it, last kicked minute, away. They, couple of minutes, they kicked away a bit. Yep. I yeah, want to see that this year, and I want to see Bailey Williams come in with him and, and support him. The well, score wasn't really reflective of the game, nah, was it, in the end? Because nah. they did kick a couple of late goals, and yeah. it was very close the whole time. Um, but that game too, it was Shuey, best game for the year. And, probably, and this sounds like probably his only, only good game for the year. And I think the big one with your managed minutes comment is Yo. I found he's the one that really, really hurts us with his mm. managed minutes. Mm. Because he's a bull and he's yeah. a tagger. He's a two-way runner. Yeah, player. And... If he's not out there the whole time, like before they got injured, you know, Callie did his knee and she did his shoulder and went in for post-surgery shoulder. We played better <laughs> with our second-tier players and not to be disrespectful to, you know, Callie and she there because I don't really rate them as second rate. But, you know, our second-tier midfield, will, we'll call it, we played better footy. Because they'll fit. Yes. And we're playing a fit side that weren't on managed mm. minutes. So you can't dispute that. The evidence was that season. We got players back, but they were injured and they were on managed minutes and we still collectively got more injuries. We had about four players, I think, straight into surgery after that, you know. And yeah. Some of them we didn't even realise. In Allen and Sheed and Gov went in, Duggan went in under the knife again. And they played a lot in the second half of the year, mm. but they're injured. Well... We're on the wrong side of the age demographic, as I said, so... We are. <laughs> well, we are and some of the players. Yeah. So um, one thing that I liked hearing, but it's only, what, March? No, it's February, isn't it? I'm jumping ahead. 
is Petrocelli's on fire. So hopefully he can take that from training into a frigging game. Yes. And There's another one that got injured, though. His yeah. first half of the season, he was our most improved player. Yeah. And then he got injured and then obviously came back and just wasn't yeah. the same. And people forgot that he had shown such improvement. So if he can show that improvement again and never start, step up. I just want to see him in the right spot playing that game where you take it on, get some confidence, run, use your speed. Yeah. And... You've got it there, so it's his chance this year. Um, I quickly wanted to bring this up because you brought up Nat Nui, and I know this guy's a favourite of yours, and it's been in the news all day today. Will the, the Eagles make a play for Tim English at the end of the year? I bloody hope so. <laughs> I really do. Uh, yeah, because Nick Nat's coming to the end. Yeah. Like, I think they will. I think it'll be quite a strong one too. Um, but they need that. Um you talk Jamison hasn't come along, mainly because of his body. Williams has shown he's got talent, but he's got to piece consistency together. Mm. Um, so we really are needing that official, because Williams is a forward pinch hit ruckman. That's mm. Jack Williams who we just drafted. And apparently he's very good at that role too. But we need that first tier ruckman. And Bevo's a weird coach. If you're out of favour with, mm. or he, he doesn't like you in a position – You'll be on the outs. Um, where English, you know, they take a lot longer. He'll be middle aged, what twenty six or something. So I'd they take, say a, so, yeah. yeah, they mm. take a while to develop. You know what I mean? So if you get him in now, have five to six years, we will get the prime out of Tim English, yeah. and it's in a role once Nick Nat goes that will be in yeah. dire need of someone. So yeah, you you will overpay. You always mm. overpay for players, but he's one right. We need to target a ruckman. Oh, oh, well, that was the next question I was going to ask. What will we pay for him? Is it going to well, be two picks? Is it a player and a pick? But he comes um, out of contract, doesn't he? He's out of contract, but you still have to do a dra- um, trade because mm. he's not a free agent. Yeah. I'd say he's a first-round pick but not top ten pick. No. I, I I don't think Bulldogs would accept anything. I mean, yeah, it was pick it's 19. It's a first-round pick. It was pick yeah. 19 in the, uh, in the 2016 draft. Yeah. So we picked uh, Venables at 13 that year. So we had a good pick there. You know, I mean, sad what's happened to Dan, but – yeah, and you guys knew exactly how I felt. I mean, Tim English was to me was yeah. our, he should have been our number one pick because I think, and I see a lot of people on the TNG site today saying, "Oh, Nick's got another four years as a track ruckman." Nick hasn't got four years. <laughs> yeah, got four I, years. I hate to tell anyone, and I love Nick as much as anyone, but Nick's probably got maybe two years at the most. Yeah, and you got if, if Nick goes down with a knee. Nick won't recover. I didn't want to say that. And I but hope that's that never exactly, happens. Yeah, touch yeah. wood. Touch wood. We but don't see anyone go down with You've got to be a realist in it. And you're 100% right, Wayne. If he gets injured now, mm. that's it. Yeah. Um, so you've got to have be – and we touched on it with the Darling scenario and mm. the Tall Forge. You've got to have some foresight. Oh, mm. no, I was about dropping Brandon morning. Yeah. You, the club's got to have foresight, and that's exactly what it is. Yep. With, oh. English, with English, too, you've got a guy that – that's capable of running forward, taking him up. He's not afraid to run forward. Well, that's his, his asset. Last 12 it? months, he had an excellent season last season. You know, and as you said, was a, it takes a while for bigger guys to mature, and he's one of them. And I think if you get him in and you still keep bringing Bailey Williams in, I think you have a really good ruck duo. Yeah. You know? I'm a massive fan of Bailey Williams. Well, at the moment, the Eagles need him. Frio don't. But if Lob believes at the end of the year, Frio will make a go for him. Mm. Um, they say they won't, but they will. Oh, there's questions with them. There's no question they're yeah. questioning him. But um, you just touched on a guy, and I'm going to swing it totally around now. 
Um, the run sheet's gone out the window. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was touching uh, another. They're the best ones, though, isn't <laughs> it? Yeah. Uh, Dan style. Because you, <laughs> you, you say something and it just clicks to my little uh, brain into gear. You, you said about Venables. Now, we all know we, we've spoken about it on the last few podcasts. Uh, unfortunately, had to retire from head trauma and all that. But Brad Shepard, mate, oh. retires on 216 games, all Australian in 2020. But due to ongoing concussion symptoms, he has to um, retire. And he goes, you know, he's, he's probably what the club, every club needs. Mm. He's probably not the best player in the competition, but he's one of the best players in the club. His role, he's going to be sorely missed. And y- y- you look at players like, say, Darling. I reckon he can cover Darling. Mm. Um and then you look ahead to JK, he's got to go and that stuff. But when you pick a guy that just goes in no flair and just does his game every week, Brad Shepherd is the typical club clubman. And, mate, who's going to take his spot? Who's going to fill I, that spot? I think he's irreplaceable. I don't. I, honestly, I said this in the TNG start when he retired. I just don't think there's he's replaceable. He can play on a big. He can play on a small. He can play on anyone. Robbie Gray will be having sweet dreams. He will be. There will be a few because small forwards. Robbie Gray would but be – he would ha- he would have nightmares. Every time the Eagles played Port Adelaide, he'd be going, shit, I've got Shepard again, who towels him every game. It he'd was be Charlie having- Cameron as well. Was it 19 where yes. they showed the stats, I think, and he kept like every small forward goalless. Was that when he yeah. – that's when he got his All-Australian, wasn't it? Well, he demolished- and they showed his stats and no one knew his stats until the end of the year. He wasn't talked about. Eagles fans talked about him because we knew how good mm. he was and we watched the games. Then as soon as the stats were released that no small fool was kicking goals on Brad Shepard, yeah. um, they had to sit up and take notice and thank God he got his All-Australian. As he, he made the right decision. Sad he missed out on the yeah, premiership. It, it was very sad. Mm. It, he made the right decision. Mm. Like you've got to look you've got after to protect, yourself yeah. put yourself first. And he's got brain injuries, um, concussions. So I understand going um, – the heartless side to this is you're not going to get Brad Shepard. We just touched on it. Defensively, he just masked that game when Simpson came yep. in and said, you're now a defender. You're not playing to win. You're not, we're not moving you around. That mm. is your position now. So you won't get a like for like. But that position he plays is the one where I never worry about. we got Herm. we got Witherden. we got Duggan. we got Nelson. we got Rotham who was dropped throughout mm. the year because we've just got that many small defenders now. Mm. Um had to push Duggan in the midfield, you know, during the year. But that didn't work as well as we all hoped. He went back, you know, and played his best games back, you know. We have that small, medium defence size defender, and I think we have a lot. We didn't see the best of Witherden too, so I'm hoping he's 23-24 now. He's the one to me, I see. He's a lot more attacking. So, as I said, you're not going to get the like for like of Shepard, but that position, I think, isn't one that worries me at all. Um, I can see Wibberton being the main one mm. playing in that similar role, but more attacking, as you said. Yeah. Um, like you said, we're blessed with a lot of small forwards. Tommy Cole, you know. Oh, I can't even forget. Yeah, He's more the shepherd build, isn't he? More Luke, defensive. Luke Foley coming through. Yeah, Tommy Luke Edwards played a lot in the back. Mm. That's what I'm saying. That's just yeah. the one position I'm not worried about. So, yeah, I just think it would be a different makeup how we play. But like mm. you said, he played on tours, played on smalls. Mm. And like you said, there's a lot of small forwards who sitting there going, yeah. Robbie Gray. Jeez, you know <laughs> he, what I mean? There's, have, a few, he, there's a few of them. He must have had a um, wet, wet dream when he heard this. Yeah. And, Beauty. <laughs> yeah, look, it's just unfortunate. And 
head trauma was one of these things that's um, in yesteryear, you know, it was sort of like, yeah, you miss a week, now it's two weeks. And it's going to be more common. Um, I went back and did a bit of research and there was a few guys that, at different clubs that were promising early in the career and they had to retire. Mm. Uh, Daniel Venable was, was ours. Jack Fitzpatrick from Melbourne and, and Hawks. He only played 26 games in eight seasons because of constant headaches. Um, Dean Kemp back when, you know, when we were youngsters, mm. um, he, he had to give up because yeah. of the head knock, you know. Um, it's just... Unfortunate thing that coming in football and I wouldn't be surprised after this year if we have a few more dangerous head collisions that it'll be three weeks that you're not allowed to play for. Well, the, there was a there was a, a show on 60 Minutes last year. I don't know if you guys watched it when and they had uh, Polly Farmer's family donated his oh, brain, his brain, brain yep. to science and they showed you the comparison to someone with head knocks like Polly had and he obviously had – he passed with uh, – Alzheimer's and um, dementia, and, d- dementia. and to a normal another normal brain who'd never been involved in any sport that time, and the difference was incredible. And you could see they, I mean, not being medical, I wouldn't know, but when they showed you and explained it to you, you could see the difference in Polly's brain to the the guy that had never been involved in anything before, which was near on perfect. So well, you, a- you've got to be careful. On another podcast, Will Schofield on Backchat, so have a listen to those guys. Um, he said what they should be doing with every player now is when you get drafted, you get a brain scan. And then when you finish, you get another brain scan. Hmm. And just, you know, that can be in the insurance thing and all that and just see what the effects are. And then that way you might get more uh, research, uh, more funding and some you know, You know, and when I heard it, I said right on, right on the – money you know yeah. i think it's something that they do you know but yeah. um like i said unfortunately brad shepherd he's going to be missed um brilliant player oh, one of our favorites and uh, champion player as no you question. said underrated to the east coast not over here no um so just unfortunately quick, just quickly too like i i kept thinking mccarthy and i knew that wasn't it mccarton number yeah. one pick he's got a second chance now mm. but number one pick from saints he, same thing, concussions. Yep. Two years out of the game. Yeah. yeah, and it's the same thing. Well, he had to retire. He's to Sydney now, hasn't Yes, he? he's yeah. just got a, a – kind of what we're yeah. doing, the supplement. Mm. He yeah. would have played last year in the mid – he would have got done in the mid-season draft, but he got done for eight weeks yeah. reported in the VFL. Right. Because he had a brain snap, but he said that was all part of it. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm. So, um, yeah, look, good luck to him, eh? Um, oh, we all wish all these players yeah, all of never them. want to see him go out with yeah. injuries. Well, Angus Brayshaw is sort of skating on thin ice by the sound of it too, getting a few yeah. – you know, he's wearing a helmet these days. Well, so the funny thing one, was – one big one that could wreck his career. Well, I shouldn't use the word funny in this context really, should I? Um, hmm. But no, early on it was – this was four years ago, three years ago, they were saying he won't get back. No. And then – he has, and thank God, the last yeah, few seasons, I, yeah. he hasn't had a big concussion and yeah. head knock. And the thing with the helmets too, they don't stop concussions, they'll stop blows. So mm. you won't get a split head or cracked open head because the whole thing with a concussion, it's your brain shaking inside your mm. skull. Yeah. So a helmet taking a hit by the helmet, but it's like a placebo effect. If it helps mm. them get that confidence, wear a helmet. Um, and helmets do help well, that's other why injuries. You're not going to last right. We mm. saw the horrible one Tom Cole got, didn't we? Mm. And he, what he gave several staples he needed to close his face up. Mm. Um, so it'll stop a lot of that kind of injury. But yeah, yeah. Well, look, hopefully not too many people get done in the future. Quickly, captains Lee Shuey's 
voted again by his peers as a captain, McGovern and Nat Nui as your vice captains. But um, Brass, Liam Duggan and Oscar Allen have been pushed up into the leadership groups as we've been talking about mm. the last couple of years. We did a poll. Is it going to be Duggan, Oscar or Gov? Uh, 46 said Oscar, 38 said Duggan, 16% said McGovern. Um, I've been listening to Oscar on a couple of podcasts. I love the way he speaks. I'm sort of moving towards Duggan a bit because he's on a couple of uh, shows, Sports FMN. Um, the only thing that's going to hold Duggan back is his injuries, I reckon. Well, I, I think there's two things there. I, I mean, I agree. I mean, I mean, I've always, and I know Oscar fairly well as a, as a person. Obviously, I've known him for quite a few years. But until he gets a position set in the gr- on the ground, I can't see Oscar being the captain. You know, like he fills in on the ruck. He'll go to centre, back, fill in there. He'll go to forward if something happens to one of the forwards. I think your captain needs to be someone who's going to be in a key in a key role on the ground and not be a I'm going he's going to we're going to put him here there and everywhere to me whereas to me Duggan is a to me Duggan's a born leader I've I've said that from day 1 I've watched him from a lot of years and I think and so don't get me wrong so is Oscar Oscar's a born leader <laughs> all Australian captain in under 18s he's a state captain and he's always been a very strong leader and he's a very strong willed young man so I think they've I think they've got really got a couple of great leaders there ready to come come forward. And, I, and the, who, look, who knows? In in two years, they might they might give Gov the role next year if Shuey steps down, and throw the other two boys into the vice captain role. And from there, they'll pick it maybe pick it from there. But really, no surprises with our leadership group, though, is it? Really, no. like, I think it's all we all saw those coming. Yeah. Um, it's great to see so much love for our inaugural. AFL ex-captain in Duggan. That's always great to see. Yeah. Um, <laughs> lest we forget. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, uh, um, so I think it's like the problem is age really to me. I think there's no one. I think it's a year or two before Oscar Allen would be ready. I'd say two years. I agree. Um, Co-captains? Yeah, Possibly. I'm not a big fan of co-captains, I but I wouldn't be surprised. I think – it would almost be the route to take because hmm. of the age difference. See, the problem with giving it to like Gov or someone like that, a plus thirty player, it's great to like, but great to see these players get that role. You know, it's a almost a pat on the back. You know, thanks for your service. You've been great. You're a great club man. You deserve this. Hmm. It's the exact same thing that happened to Shuey. But the problem is, we're going to be in the same boat. A year, two years down the track, yep. it'll be like, well, who's captain now? You know what I mean? Yep. So yeah. you'd want a 25, 26-year-old kind of in that role that can develop in that role. And it would be like anything. You'd get better the longer you serve. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I, And I think these guys need to be under guys like Shuey, uh, JK, Nick um, and, and Gov and to learn from them. Because, you know, people compare them to like they say, well, Wusha when he was 22. But Wusha was once in a generation leader. Yeah. yeah, he was. You have generational players and generational leaders. He was a generational leader, and just once in a, a lifetime, virtually. There might be somebody on the club that we're missing altogether. You just got to look at Richmond with, and then Curvis getting the captaincy. Oh, he's got it, has he? I you know, know what I mean? Um, that was. I think no one would have picked that. So who knows? It could be somebody on that club, like. Uh, you know, I don't, I'm not going to say it, anyone. Hasn't one club got three captains this year. Sydney's got three. Richmond's got. And then Curvis and Grimes. 
I think they're the only ones with. Uh, there might be another co-captains. No, uh, Doherty stepped down. So mm, that's right, at Carlton. But before we finish up tonight, um, I've got a – it's not on the run sheet. I just had a look. Nothing's been on the run sheet, has it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking quickly, for Just quickly, here's one for Wayne. Uh, Tim English, yeah. <laughs> captain. What, 2024? <laughs> Get the man and he's captain. Like, yeah, bring him in. A lot. Yeah. All right, boys, there's a question for you. Each, who is the one player you want to see step up this year and make it his senior position a regular? Well, we touched on it. Mine's Petroselli. We need that pace. Um, if you've got Chessa, Petroselli and Ryan all using that pace, pushing up the ground like the game's played now, so they'll go to about centre, and then as soon as there's a turnover, because we've got intercept markers, we still have intercept markers, but you've got these runners there that we get the ball and we can then run and change our play to be quicker, and you've got a Chessa, you've got a Liam Ryan, you've got a Petroselli running forward. That's where it's going to be, and... We all have seen him kick four goals a game, five goals a game. And it's usually with his pace, isn't it? He's always running towards goal and getting mm. the – not the easy ball, but he's attacking. And that's what I like to see. So mine's Petrosalli. Mine's Bailey Williams. I've said this for a while. I want to see him get game time. And I think he's, he's the ideal backup for Nick this year. And it would then release Oscar without having to worry about putting him in the ruck. And with the things what's happening with Darling, who knows what's happening there. But, yeah, I think Bailey Williams for me. That's a great one. Mm. Well, mine's Jacko Nelson. I just, he's been in the system long enough. He's been in and out of the side. I just want him to take the ball by the horns and make the position and say, you're picking me every week. Because I, lo- I just love the way he takes the game on. Oh, there's no question there. And, you know, some people have got his skill level with his kicking. But to me, I just – if the if all reports are true about the we're changing our game plan, attacking the ball, I just, he's one guy I'd love to see mm. um, because he has to do it because at the end of the season he's a free agent. So it's make your, make your claim now, otherwise you might be somewhere else. Now that's my pick, but like we're all different. So mm. No, it's a good choice. There's a few different ones out there. So Petrocelli, I'm loving. I'm, I'm hoping it's right. <laughs> well, as I said, he did improve last mm. year. He tailed off at the end through injury. So, yeah, fingers crossed. Well, you, ma- you imagine, I know we've got to go, but you imagine you got him, Willie and Liam Ryan peaking oh. on the one day. <laughs> who's going well, to play on him? We were almost too tall last year, weren't we? So if Darling's not there and Josh Kenny's getting rested, you've got one or two tools up for it, then you've got all these speedy ones. All the tools got to do is bring it to ground. Yep. Hmm. It's going to be interesting. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, that's our first show for the year. We're going to do a, probably one more before the season starts. Um, can't wait. Um, I'm going to be on a Victorian one called Lace Out Podcast doing a review on West Coast. So I'll post that on the socials when that comes out. Um, but with Eagle Nation, jump on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. You can download the shows from there or you can go to a multitude of podcast platforms like SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. There's hundreds of them out there. So um, hopefully we've got a couple of sponsors on next show and onwards. Um, and when they do come on board, jump on their socials as well, boys. But uh, it's been good talking footy again. I can't wait. I can't wait for the scratch match. I can't believe that I'm saying it's only that. only two weeks away, isn't it? Yeah, two weeks. Next week, isn't it? Oh, yes, yeah, next week. Next Friday. I think it's next Friday. Yeah, next Friday. So next Friday is the crowdless game. And then All right, I think so, so, the week after so, is the crowd game. So not this Friday, next Friday. Yeah, Friday, yeah, Friday week. Play Dockers. Uh, 
at Optus. Uh, Optus, there's, so but there's no crowd. In eight nine days, I can watch footy again. Is that that's, what you're both telling me? Yes. That's if they can get the streaming going. I, I heard though, no crowd, but the, it, it is going to be streamed. Yeah. I've heard it's mm. telecast. I thought it was going to be telecasted. Yeah, it is telecast. It's part. It I might it be Ko Foxtel. Pre- I thought it was part know. of the preseason. Yeah, no, no, it's a hundred percent being telecast. But is by it Foxtel? Who? Yeah, it'll be Foxtel probably, which then means Ko. Yeah, Ko. So anyway, join, that join I up. did have, I did have it down here. What is the? Yeah, Friday, February twenty fifth at four forty. Yeah, and then I think the following and then the following again, week, week is at uh, Freo Oval. And you, I think there's crowds there. Crowds there, there four ten. Yeah. That'll be interesting. So that'll be interesting. That'll be I'm, packed. I'm going home and sign up for KO. <laughs> <laughs> Get in Get there, to mate. do a free iTunes. Get yeah. in there, mate. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks for joining us. Hope you uh, uh, enjoyed the show. And we're looking forward to a great 2022. Go Eagles, eh? Yeah. Go Eagles. Good to see you, boys. Go!